Hello, you're listening to Fear and Loathing, a transatlantic quest across a divided political landscape. We're Squint, a group of theatre makers on the road following the final weeks of the 2016 US presidential election. We're trying to understand what change people need in their lives and why so many have stopped putting their trust in established politicians. As we travel from state to state, we're podcasting our conversations. For this episode, we've come to the unlikely battleground state of Arizona in the week that the Clinton campaign have focused their resources here in an attempt to turn it blue for the first time since 1948. We're here to discover whether the pockets of liberalism cropping up across Arizona are an anomaly or a sign of more liberal things to come. We didn't quite know what to expect from Arizona. The popular perception is that it's a state of ranches, rednecks and republicanism, and there is some truth in that. Oh, good, good. I'm Andy. Hi. Sonny nice Borelli. Nice Adam. Nice to meet you. Andy. Nice to meet you. Brad. Yeah. Nice to meet you. To find out more, we're joining the Colorado River Republican Club for lunch. Well, welcome our, our friends from England that are here today. But I, I want to thank them. You know, it's not their country, but they stood for our national anthem. I wish our football players would do the same. Oh, Dr. Schiff is president of the club. I'm, I'm the head of the Trump campaign in this county. So I brought them their Trump signs. I got down to Phoenix and picked them up. I do a lot of different things. Norma has moved here from Washington State recently. She feels that the people and the lifestyle here align more closely with her conservative values. We came here because we love Arizona, we love the weather. Came down the hill, saw that beautiful Colorado River and said, oh, what a place. So here we are. This is the most conservative county in the state of Arizona, which is a conservative state to begin with. Defense of marriage, pro-gun, pro-religion in schools, prayer in schools. There's more churches around here than you can shake a stick Republicans back in the day were truly conservative. I've always been a fiscal conservative. We believe in the Constitution. Strictly. I believe that we are responsible for our own destiny, that we need to be productive, take care of ourselves, plan for a future, and help others who are less fortunate. It's a different kind of a state in that people come here from California and they get arrested for things that they wouldn't. It's kind of a law and order state, yet we believe very much more in individual freedom. But when they cross over the line and break the law, they get punished. In California, oh, okay, we'll give you probation. Here it's, you're going to prison, Jack. People aren't getting thrown in jail for smoking a joint. It's the Al Capone excuse. How did they arrest him? What'd they get him for? Tax evasion, okay? He was a murderer, but they couldn't get him for murder because he only ordered them. He didn't actually necessarily carry out the hits. So trust me, anybody who tells you that they're in jail here for smoking a joint, they're people we know, we wanted them off the streets. Helping people starts really at the local level. I mean, the federal level, they they can have a little trickle-down effect, but you really need to start. It starts as being a, a young person and, and learning to put a penny in the offering plate instead of going to the store and buying candy. Our purpose here on this earth is not just to take, it's to give. It's actually in McDonald's in Phoenix. It's the first one in the United States. No employees. I was self-employed. I, I mean, I, I was elected official. I had a restaurant, I had grocery stores, so I employed people. When you raise minimum wage to $15 an hour, entry-level jobs, 
go away because they can't make any money paying $15 an hour. So instead of improving the opportunity for people to have work, it declines. They tell us we're losing, and I don't believe it. Not You can't go by the Trump signs because around here, you, you'd have to hire a detective to find a Hillary Clinton sign. This area will vote roughly minimum 70% for Trump. I'd like to think my beliefs are the best, but I also think that, you know, some, you have to listen to both sides and then try to decide what really works best for the community. And compromise, some people hate that word. They feel if you've compromised, you've given in to the other side. Norma's open-mindedness has led her to question who's going to get her vote this year. I'm a truly undecided person, uh-huh. and I, can, I can't say I've ever, ever, ever felt that way before. Well, I'm running down the road trying to loosen my load. I got seven women on my mind. Four that want to own me, two that want to stone me, once and she's a friend of mine. Take it easy, take it easy. Don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. Because of its proximity to the Mexican border, Arizona also has a large Hispanic population, and many people here experience the effects of Mexican immigration firsthand. Trump's policy to build a wall has put a lot of focus on this part of the country. We're keen to hear about the experiences of people who actually live close to the border. Arizona, California, Colorado, Texas, it was all Mexico. Guess what? Some politician corrupt sold it all for nothing. We're really close to the border, so there's a really big influx of culture, which is really beautiful. All you get the food and the music and all that other stuff. And there's also a lot of banditos here, a lot of drugs coming through over the over the line, under the line. Like right now, they know me, so they just wave me through. Normally, if you go over in a car, they're gonna go through your car, but it's just, a, it has to be done by the Mexicans. The Americans are usually, they're very unfriendly. They're taught to be that way. My kids actually go to school right next to the border. So, I mean, it's sometimes scary because you do get those border jumpers. It seems more if they're just trying to come over just to work. But then again, you get the ones that you don't know of. But they have trespassed into the school and they do like the whole lockdown. They just found a tunnel. Whereabouts? uh, Only a mile over. It went under the underneath and came up in a house you'll see when you drive out. A few miles north is St. David. There's a Catholic monastery on the outskirts of town, so we head in to talk to Father Henry. Hi, Hi. how's it going? This is Father Henry. (laughs) St. David's a Mormon town, so we don't know too much about it. Um, We we came here in 1974. The guys are going around the wall. The sad thing is they go around the wall, then they go through the desert and they die. We have a grave down here because we found somebody that was dead, unknown. We don't know who he is. What we do here is that we don't ask any questions. Anybody that comes here, we'll feed him and clothe him. But before they blocked the border, we had all kinds of people coming through. They helped us build. They built an oven here. They helped us make bricks. So a lot of things we built here were built from the ground, from the, the clay you find on the river. We always say, if you're as stupid as I am, we don't know anything. We just feed them. They used to walk up the river quicker to get from Mexico. There was one guy, they, they, he went through the, this guy's land and he shot the guy with salt. We had to take him to the hospital because they, 
rock salt goes into your body. So now this is a redneck country. There. Cowboys here. <laughs> also in this part of Arizona, not far from a border patrol checkpoint, is a town called Bisbee. Open pit copper mining began here in 1917 and it produced over 600,000 tonnes of copper through to its closure in 1974. When mining ceased, the derelict properties in the surrounding town were snapped up by artists and liberals. Doug Stanhope lives here now. There's a bunch of art galleries and a thriving bar and live music scene. There's even a haunted hotel. There's Billy, which is a little boy that haunts the property, a lady named Julia Lowell. They say that she hung herself on the third floor. She was a lady of the night that used the hotel as her working grounds. Like the eclecticism of the art scene in the centre of the town, we also found there to be a real diversity of political opinion. I'll hate to admit this, you might not like my philosophy, but I've never voted. Because I believe humans cannot govern the earth. No matter who you put in office, there's so many other corrupt politicians. You, you could be the best president in the world. You look like a good guy. But try to get things done with the, the way the system works, it's not going to happen. You might make a little improvement, so I don't really think it'll matter who gets elected. Now, most Latinos hate Trump, but because he's a billionaire, they're going to probably secretly vote for him because if a billionaire is a billionaire, they probably figure he can run the country. I work for the city. I'm an electrical person for the city. Because we're up in the mountains here, they, you go through the time tunnel and then, and then everything changes. It's just like a different weather here. The water isn't great because of the mining and stuff. But after the mines closed, maybe they closed in 74 or something. 70 mid-70s and uh, the whole town just was left and then all these people moved in and it became a, a hippie community for a long time. It's heavy Republican because uh, it's rancher territory. The, the west, southwest is the ranchers own it. When you have a choice of two, you really don't have a choice. So we're sort of stuck in that America illusion. He's probably a mighty businessman. Um, I watched, I don't watch TV, but I saw him on the other day and these ladies were mad at him and uh, they had a quote from him and it's like, all you got to do is grab a lady by the pussy and she'll do whatever you want. She'll do whatever you want. <laughs> that guy is fucking insane. Dude. I think there should be some kind of, some kind of, uh, you got to pass some test or something to be president here. You know, you can't just buy the election. You should, it's, it's idiotic. You know, uh, I'll tell you what, I am sad to tell you but the people in America are fucking in an illusion they are dumbed down stupid people if they're gonna vote for Trump I'll, I don't know I don't know what to say I feel I feel I'm appalled by the by the level of ignorance that is here that people just are just like out shopping at fucking Walmart they don't they don't care I mean they just listen they they do what they're told. They listen to TV, Fox News, oh, that's what it is. You know, we gotta be rednecks, we gotta be stupid. Just half a kilometre down the road is Jim. What do you think people around here think? I don't know, because I don't talk to anybody. I really? I don't go out. He doesn't go into Bisbee much because he feels alienated by the liberal views of the people in town. He wants to see industry revitalised in the town. Which way are you gonna go, do you think? Trump. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I think Hillary's a liar. The Clintons are just liars. So. 
This was the second largest town west of the Mississippi. Wow. Or anything bigger was San Francisco. I just like, in the United States, I'd like to see them bring jobs back, basically, and bring stuff back and, and just quit getting stuff from China because it's all junk. Get our steel mills back and all that stuff. But I don't know. I really don't know if he gets in, if he can even do anything. I really don't know if they, if they have the power to do anything once they get in because the rest of the politicians just beat you up. These two opposing voices in the town of Bisbee seem to be a microcosm of what's going on in the state of Arizona right now. God all things upon the factory that manufactures the... When I was in there, of course, I had to shop. With a day left in Arizona, we head to Phoenix and Arizona State University, we're here to meet students from the performance department. It's always been a red state, like it's super red, but I feel like everybody that I come into contact with is liberal. I was born in Kenya, my family's from Somalia. I was born in Kenya in a refugee camp. Uh, there was just like a house robbery within my neighborhood and like it was funny because there was a police officer like in the median like outside of my neighborhood and he watched me like walk out of my gate with the key access like I, I clearly belonged there. And I was just waiting for my friend and he comes in with his uh, dad's uh, 1969 Alfa Romeo Spider. <laughs> it was a really wicked car. And he comes, pulls up, he picks me up, and then like once we turn out of the neighborhood, like one police officer blares his lights, another police officer comes, and then uh, county police come and they all pull us over. And, and then like they scream at us and they're like, hey driver, get out of the car, because they thought I was like, because, you know, I was black and they, they, I fit the description. There was a black guy that robbed the house. That's all they needed to, to stop me. To be like, okay, well, we're going to figure you out. They patted me down and talked to me for a while. Put me in cuffs, put me in the back of the car. And, yeah, it was just super racist. It was just super waste of time. There's a large majority of the population that are voters, that are voting, that, aren't, that don't live consistently here in Arizona. There's people that migrate in from... Minnesota, Illinois. Lots of snowbirds, like older people who yeah. just come in. Because we call them snowbirds. Like when it gets too super cold up north and it's snowing half the year, that half the year they move, they live in Arizona. They have vacation houses in Arizona. I, I'd implore you guys to come uh, to Art Space West and see Dotazona. You guys hear about that yet? Yeah, we yeah, just heard about it. Yeah, it's the, it's the whole like uh, satire on like, like the politics of Arizona. The students have responded to the current political climate. What do they make of the election? Arizona is probably the most controversial, most ridiculous state in the country. Basically, the Phoenix Lights is this um, alien conspiracy theory that aliens fly over Arizona all the time. So, uh, are you familiar with uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio? Because I've been uh, hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's who this guy is. And uh, yeah, as you can see, I portray him as sort of a bit of a snake because that's. I mean, people that I know that are close to my life that are like un that will be like unnamed by me that are like Donald Trump supporters that are really really close to me. I'm like, I love you. Why do you always want to turn away and just be like you are just being so like unreal right now? When I'm like, there are multiple sexual assault charges against Donald Trump right now, and then every time that comes up, they're just like, oh come on, what do you mean? Oh come on. That dude's gonna be in court in December. It's a literal thing that's happening. How can we distance ourselves so, so far from the reality? 
We're on the final leg of our journey now, heading as far north as you can get in Arizona to the picturesque hills of Flagstaff. Bernie Sanders is doing a rally here today. He was defeated by Hillary in the primaries, but he's supporting the Clinton campaign after she agreed to embrace several of his policies. Bernie built his primaries campaign on progressive policies, encompassing free college education for all, heavy taxation of the rich, and access to healthcare for all American citizens. So is there an appetite for this brand of liberalism in Arizona? Right now the polls are saying that Clinton is leading 43 to Trump's 38, suggesting that this election will see a swing to the Democrats in the state. So what's causing this swing? Maybe it's Trump's failure to embody typical Republican values, and it means the usual base aren't going to turn out for him. Or maybe Republicans are so against Trump that they'll vote Democrat to stop him taking office. Or maybe it comes down to changing demographics, does Arizona have more liberal voters now than it did four years ago? If this crowd in Flagstaff are anything to go by, then the answer's yes. But will this year be the year where the colour of Arizona is turned blue for the first time since 1992? As we cross the Colorado River, we're entering Nevada and on to Vegas for the final presidential debate. You can keep following our journey on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Squint Theatre. Thanks for listening.